right now on Truth Today. Israel attacked, is America next? We're going to be discussing all the events that have been happening in Israel and the ramifications for our nation that we are also being invaded. And we'll also be talking about the real nature of Islam. I pray that all who have eyes to see will know that this is Islam showing its true colors. So we'll be talking about that and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, uh, good morning if you're uh, on the West Coast and good afternoon if you're here on the East Coast with us. Uh, this is Truth Today with Pastor Sharam Hadian. Uh, thank you for, for joining us today live. We're in studio here and um, this is a uh, you know, heavy show. Um, I've been um, focusing on this story since Saturday morning. Uh, today's, of course, Tuesday. And um, been just scouring over multiple sites and watching video after video and images after images and um, just um, having to soak in um, the the uh, the evil and depravity of of man uh, of evil ideologies. Uh, there's much confusion out there. Uh, about uh, what is happening, what is real, what is not real. Uh, when I was on a panel Saturday night on Frank's Beach in Lindell TV with my friend Brandon Howes, um, everything that we were sharing, we did our very best to vet. Uh, we're trying to vet everything that comes through. But one thing is for sure that there is great evil in the world, that we are in a war. We are in a spiritual battle. The targets of that battle, the targets of the enemy, are always God's people. Those who belong to the Lord. And in the case of the Bible, for Jews, for Christians, for those who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we are the targets. We are the targets of evil. We are the targets of Satan. We are the targets of those who are serving their father, the father of lies, the father of destruction. And I am frustrated at how naive, particularly American Christians are. I am frustrated at how apathetic or scripturally, doctrinally incorrect so many pastors are, so many churches are. Um, there is no neutrality between good and evil. There is no sense of, hey, uh, we can stay in the middle of this issue and not take sides because the question is about, are we on the side of Scripture? Are we on the side of God? Or are we on the side of the enemy? 
the enemy of God. Um, this is an all-out war because we're in the last days. The Bible tells us that um, Satan knows his time is short. Woe, Revelation 12, woe to the inhabitants of the earth as Satan knows his time is short. And so the Bible has warned us that we will see evil waxing worse and worse. We have lived throughout human history, 6,000 years of human history, nothing new under the sun. Evil has existed since the fall of man. When sin entered this world, when, when corruption entered this world, But there are certain ideologies and certain beliefs that are inherently evil, like Islam. I have been trying to warn this nation and Christians in the West for over 20 years now about what Islam is, what this ideology does, how I saw it destroy my birth country of Iran, as a former Muslim who came out of this ideology, it is rooted in evil. It is rooted in, it, in and as an antichrist spirit. In definition of the Bible says, my heart is not to get everybody to hate individual Muslims. We need to love them to Christ. We need to share the gospel with them boldly. I travel across this country, just came back from Minnesota, sharing that message. The only thing that will eradicate the, heart, the evil out of the hearts of those who hate the Jews or hate Christians is the gospel of Jesus Christ, is the message of the cross. That's the only thing that will eradicate. There will be no peace with it. There is no peace with evil. Remember what Islam means? Surrendered one. And the only way you have peace with Islam is if you surrender to it. And if you will not surrender to evil, then you don't have peace with evil. There is no peace. There is no coexisting with evil. And it's time for the church to rise up and be the standard of God against evil, against the floods of evil that are coming in. I'm very concerned about America. I'm very concerned for imminent attacks, physical attacks, not just spiritual, physical attacks on our streets. I'm very concerned in the next few months for these scenes that we are seeing played out in Israel being played out on American streets. I said last night at our Patriot Network meeting here in East Tennessee that there is no longer trust for government, particularly at the global and federal level. There's no doubt in my mind that somewhere along the chain of command in Israel, there was a stand-down order given, whether it was from Netanyahu or somebody in Mossad or somebody in Shin Bet, there was a stand-down order given. There's no way that there's a catastrophic failure of intelligence at this level to not know something that was being planned for probably close to a year by knowing the connection of Iran 
to uh, Hamas, to Islamic Jihad, which is connected to Hamas and the PLO, the former PLO, which is now Fatah. Then you have Hezbollah, the Brigade of Allah up north in Lebanon. They're in Syria. You have Iran in South America. You have China in South America. You have China in Afghanistan. You have the corruption of Ukraine. We know that weapons were being used by Hamas that were from Ukraine, probably funded by our dollars. We know for sure that weapons were being used by Hamas that came from Afghanistan that are American weapons, particularly the M4s. We verified all of that in the last few days. There's no doubt that the money that we've given to the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world, the Iranian Islamic regime, the Islamic Republic of Iran, there's no doubt that that money was used in this attack and will be used in other attacks against humanity. And there should be no doubt that God is not done with the Jewish people, that God is not done with Israel, that God is not done with Jerusalem. Um, there's been silence from many of my pastor friends who are um, quote-unquote not dispensational. They, um, they want to take this time to argue about being dispensational rather than um, focus on praying for the Jewish people and also uh, clearly seeing that prophecy has not been fulfilled uh, in its entirety. God is not done with dealing with Jerusalem. That is a stumbling block. That is, a, uh, is almost like a millstone that is tied around any of those who try to control it. Um, so I'm not here to argue about dispensationalism on this episode. And I will talk about a little bit later why I am a biblical Zionist. And I use that term very carefully uh, because the term Zion, Zionist is, um, is thrown around. Anybody that disagrees with Israel uh, or the Israeli government um, loves to throw the term Zionism or you're a Zionist. Well, there's such a thing as a biblical Zionist and there's such a thing as a global Zionist. And I'm not a globalist Zionist, but I do believe in the promises that God has for, 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 for uh, Jerusalem and the Jewish people returning. So let me go to our Bible verse today. I just want to get into this. Uh, Mark chapter 7. I want to focus on, um, again, the root cause. This is not just about land. This is not just about conquering territory. Yes, those things are, are, are part of the equation. 
This is not about, oh, the, the, the poor Palestinians are so oppressed because Israel is an apartheid nation. This is about the battle between good and evil. This is about the, the division that has existed for 6,000 years, going back to Genesis 16, between Isaac and Ishmael. God spoke over Ishmael and said, you're going to be a wild donkey of a man, and you'll be at enmity with your brethren. This is a 6,000-year struggle between good and evil, between those who are serving the God of the Bible and those who are serving Satan. Um, you can't stay neutral on this, folks. There's no neutrality. You can't say, oh, well, we don't, we don't want to take sides. And, and those who are in a disgusting manner trying to equi equivocate um, an Islamic jihadist terrorist organization like Hamas, with a sovereign nation such as Israel. And again, I, I'm going to be very critical on this show. I already said I believe there's a stand-down order. So I'm very critical of elements within the Israeli government, just as I've been critical about the elements within our government here in America. The corruption in our government is in the Israeli government as well. And the corruption in our intelligence community and in our law enforcement communities are in the Israeli intelligence and law enforcement community. There's no doubt in my mind about that. The majority of the governments of the world are now corrupt because we're heading into this beast system, this one world governance. Um, it comes down to us at the local level, in my opinion. But nevertheless, the atrocities, the evil is still evil. People are harmed, people are murdered. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll go through that here in a minute. But I, I just want to read this verse to you. Jesus is addressing in Matthew, in Mark chapter 7, if you have your Bibles, about what defiles a man's heart. That, 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 um, Many will say, oh, uh, this is, you know, these are, these are radical terrorists. They don't have anything to do with Islam. Islam is peaceful and tolerant. This book is peaceful and tolerant, the Quran. And yet you're going to see from this verse that no, um, it is the corruption in man's heart that opens him up to deception. And when Satan puts forth an agenda and when there is an ideology that is birthed out of the heart of Satan to corrupt mankind with a sick, pervert, perverse so-called religion that has been existing for 1,400 years, the cesspool of humanity, the most anti-Semitic, anti-Christian ideology on the face of the planet, ever in our 6,000-year history. And the American church is playing footsies with Muslims. 
talking about how we have inner faith and common ground and common word and multi-faith and we're all Abrahamic faith and we're all ecumenical and let's hold hands and worship the same God. I will continue to warn about this with my last breath. I came out of Islam. My friend Ramin Parsa, who's right now in Israel reporting, came out of Islam. My friend, Pastor Mark Amini, my friend, Muhammad Faridi, so many former Muslims that I know who've come out of Islam and will tell you the same thing. This is demonic. This is evil. This is satanic. This is not about a land grab. This is about evil coming against God's plan. And so Jesus says nothing in verse 15 of Matthew, Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, verse 15. Nothing that enters a man from the outside can defile him, but the things that come out of a man, these are what defile him. So I can read this, and if I have the Holy Spirit in me, what is in me will recognize, should recognize, this is evil and not a peaceful religion. But if what is in me is corrupted, if what is in my heart is corrupted, then I read this, this, this garbage, this evil, and then what happens is that defiles me, my heart. And so his disciples inquired about this parable, and he says, are you still so dull? He asked, do you not understand? Nothing that enters a man from the outside can defile him because it does not enter his heart, but it goes into a stomach and then is eliminated. Thus, speaking of the fact that, look, they're worried about, well, if you, if you eat this food, if you eat that food, you're going to be defiled. No, that's not what defiles a man. What comes out of a man, this is what defiles him. For from within the hearts of men, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolishness. All these evils come from within, and these are what defile a man. The very sin nature that opens individuals to Islam or, the, or, or jihad, the very sin nature that opens our hearts to sexual perversion and all of the LGBTQ trans uh, drag queen perversion, thinking that somehow that's love. All of these things that we're seeing in the world are ultimately what? Because of the condition of the hearts of man. Because evil has taken many forms and the current form is in the form of Islam. So, what is the latest out of Israel? I'll give you just a few headlines. We have over 900 that have been murdered within Israel so far. Um, we have continuing rocket attacks into Jerusalem and into Tel Aviv. The airport, uh, the Ben-Gurion airport, for the most part, is shut down. Uh, most flights have been canceled. Many are stranded in Israel. Um, many are trying to get out of Israel through Jordan. 
Uh, we need to pray for those who are stranded. There's mission groups there. There are uh, tourist groups there. Uh, for those who are there, we need to pray that they can get out of the country and come back home. The American government, this administration, is pathetic, is corrupt. I don't even have enough adjectives for it. Over 2,800 wounded, at least 11 of, the, of those murdered were Americans. Um, Israel is obviously at war. Uh, the Knesset has approved the war resolution. Uh, this is the first time since 1973. Of course, the attack that happened, Dry, let's go to the image, um, the one image I have of the multiple shots there. This attack that happens uh, uh, Saturday on Shabbat, again, not, not an accident. This was uh, the anniversary of uh, the Yom Kippur 1973 war. This was on the day that that attack began. This was on the last day of Sukkot, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. All of that was intentional. The timing of this was intentional. Um, we got word that Egypt security forces had given a heads up to Israel. Israel now is trying to backtrack from that. Oh, no, 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 that's not the case. But the Egyptian government says, yes, we did give them intelligence that something big was being planned. Again, this was not something that you could miss. Mossad is supposed to have the most sophisticated intelligence gathering of any uh, covert intelligence agency in the world. Um, Iran was bragging. They were showing on Iranian television the images of the uh, hang gliders, the motorized gliders that Hamas was practicing with. So there's no doubt this was not an intelligence failure. Um, I said right off the bat, I believe that uh, there's no doubt that the United States intelligence knew this was coming, but Again, we have a lot of corrupt people in our uh, intelligence agencies here in this nation, within the CIA. We know that, no surprise. Um, so how, does, how did this happen? How does Israel get, get the most secured country in the, in the world um, get caught off guard like this? with a low-tech attack, with their drones and surveillance and, and ground sensors and uh, human intel. How do they, the only answer, and, and, and there are former Mossad individuals that are coming forth, the only answer is that somewhere in the chain of command, uh, there was Either they moved troops away from the border there in Starot, right on the border with Gaza, that I've mentioned many times since Saturday. I was there in 2017. I was there on the border. I saw some of their capabilities. I visited the IDF base there. I, I saw the tunnels. I saw the, you know, the sensors. Um, are you telling me that several thousand jihadists are able to just 
cut a fence, cut a thing in the fence and walk across and there's no uh, encounter, they, they, they weren't met with any resistance. Okay, even if you were taken by surprise, there should have been some fighting. They're just allowed to walk across. Nope, don't buy it. I don't buy it. And the reason I'm going there is because, again, our show today in the text alert that I sent out, Israel is attacked and America's next. I fully believe America's next. Because the same elements that are in it, you know, attacked Israel that are behind this ultimately are the same elements that are in America. They're just waiting for their time. They're waiting for that call. And so, obviously, I ask you today to pray for the people of Israel. Um, somebody messaged me and said, uh, how can you say pray for the peace of Jerusalem from uh, the Psalms? Well, we're praying for the future peace. I am not praying uh, because we know that God has plans for Jerusalem. I believe there's going to be a seven-year tribulation. I believe that Daniel 9 is yet to be fulfilled. I believe that's the proper interpretation. The 70th week it specifically says to deal with your holy city and your people. That means Jerusalem and the Jewish people. There clearly must be a rebuilding of a third temple. There clearly uh, is a regathering of the Jewish people in the last days from the diaspora, from this being scattered. Those were all prophesied. Those were not fulfilled in A.D. 70 because there was no nation of Israel in A.D. 70. The land covenant, that is the Abrahamic covenant, as part of the Abrahamic covenant that is mentioned specifically uh, in Genesis 15, has not been fulfilled, never have been fulfilled, yet to be fulfilled. Um... So, you, we must have a proper view of what is happening, folks. Um, I'm, I just, there's so much in my mind. Uh, forgive me for pausing. There's so much in my mind. Um, by the way, as we talked about on, on Saturday and Sunday, Hezbollah now, uh, both Islamic Jihad and Hezbollah, have attacked from the north. There are limited missile strikes coming in. So Israel is now, uh, has now uh, hit some targets up north in Lebanon. So this has the potential again of being a, an all-out regional war. Uh, could this be the precursor to the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war? Possibly. Or could this be the precursor to the Psalm 83 war, which barely anybody talks about? It's actually in one of my DVDs that I have that's called Islam and God's Judgment in the Last Days on our website. I actually cover both the Psalm 83 war that every nation that is mentioned coming against Israel is an Islamic nation today. And I cover, of course, the Ezekiel 38 and 39 Gog Magog war that again, every nation coming 
is an Islamic nation with the exception of Rosh, which is Russia, but remember that over 40% of Russia's military are now Muslims. And so um, uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, all that's going on. Um, but I want to get to some headlines here that are very disturbing. First of all, Drya, uh, let's go to um, no, let's go to uh, the image that we have about um, that one right there. So this is now, folks. Again, I, I I'm going to give you a precursor before Drya brings these up. Um, there there are graphic words. There are graphic images. I, I'm not showing you anything graphic in the sense of. Um, you know, what's not covered up, but, but the words themselves, these are emotional. Uh, I don't believe this is sensationalism. I don't believe this is fake, as some are saying. Oh, this is a stage, it's fake. Um, that's part of the conspiracy theorist that, that you know, we got to be grounded in a little bit of reality. Again, uh, I have a friend in Israel. They're verifying these things. I'm paying attention to Israeli TV. I'm paying attention to other sources outside of Israel um, to the best of our ability. We've vetted this. But here's Daily Mail. Okay. We know that Hamas and these Islamic terrorists killed um, women, soldiers, children. Um, we know that they have been raping and, and killing the women. Um, Last night I was on with Brandon House. Come back to me for a second and then we'll go back to that dry. Last night I was on with Brandon House on, on uh, frankspeech.com and lindelltv.com and uh, we were talking about the story of a grandmother who Hamas videotaped on her own phone killing her and then posted it to her Facebook page. And that's how her family found out that she was murdered by these Islamic thugs was on her Facebook page. This is the depravity. So go back to that image. So we know they were, they were beheading the IDF soldiers. Hamas terrorists behead babies. During the kibbutz slaughter, IDF soldiers reveal horrific scenes of carnage they discover at a site where scores of people were massacred. 108 people, uh, go ahead if you can come back to me, were murdered in this kibbutz. Uh, this was about two, three miles, I think, approximately from the Gaza border. This is a farming community, a peaceful kibbutz there, uh, gated. And um, uh, the fact that uh, they don't just stop at, um, and, and this, this, by the way, uh, the beheading of the soldiers, of the IDF soldiers, was verified both from the Israeli government and from Hamas. So both of them are putting images out there that they were not only um, abducting, raping, and killing the women, but they were beheading the soldiers. And again, who does beheadings? So those who want to separate Hamas from Islam or Hamas from, don't forget, in 2006, I think it was, um, Hamas was elected. 
So, folks, they became the elected government of the so-called Palestinian people in Gaza. And then you have Fatah um, in the West Bank. There used to be the PLO, Palestinian Liberation Organization. Uh, now it's Fatah. Um, so this, uh, this is Islam. This is the brutality of Islam. You take non-Muslim women and you rape them before you kill them. You behead your enemies. This is Islam. And this is the same Islam that is in America. This is the same Islam that the Arab Muslims and the Somali Muslims are following in America. They just don't have the upper hand yet. They just don't have the upper house. And if you don't believe me, then watch the rallies. And, and I have some images here in a minute. In fact, let, let's, let's bring that up. Let's go to that image of the rally in New York right there. Here's an image of a rally in New York. This was a pro, quote unquote, pro-Palestinian rally in downtown New York City where they were, they were, they were shouting, um, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, stay on that image, please, Jaya. Uh, go back to that, please. They will annihilate Israel. You notice what that one individual is holding on his phone, a swastika. Because Muslims and Islam worked with the Nazis in World War II. They, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, is connected to the Nazis. These images of Muslims coming out and, 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 and uh, rallying for Palestine in the midst of this massacre. And of course, there's going to be collateral damage. And, and I said to somebody, you know, we want to be hard on Israel and say they should cease fire. They don't have a right to defend themselves. They shouldn't be brutal. But what if the Mexican cartel came up across our border, killed at least 900 Americans, and then took over 150 hostages, women, men, children, elderly, back across the border, and then were raping and mur murdering them and beheading them, which, oh, by the way, has happened. The Mexican cartel for years have been beheading because there's an Islamic element infiltrated within the Mexican cartel. You want me to give you good news? The good news is God is sovereign, God is on his throne, and this evil will be defeated. That's the good news. And the good news is the gospel can overcome. But the, 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 the tough news is, the reality news, the wake-up news for most Christians that, that want to just keep their heads in the sand is that we are living amongst evil. Evil is real. Evil is advancing. Evil is waxing greater and greater. Evil wants to annihilate us whether it's from the globalists that want to depopulate the planet or whether it's from Islam that wants to go around and rape, murder, and behead and conquer. And the globalists are allowing them to do that. This evil is across our southern border. So if that happened, would we not bomb the living daylights out of the Mexican cartel? And yes, there's going to be collateral damage. 
I'm not happy about it because evil is evil. But you don't understand, sometimes in order to stop evil, you have to take it out. If the bad guy is breaking into my home, I'm not worried about his feelings. I have to protect my family. So I'm going to stop that threat. And if that stopping the threat means that I have to put several rounds into somebody and, and, and they're dead, well, that's the reality of evil. And Christians got to stop being so naive and get their stinking heads out of the sand and stop being pacifist, be gentle as a dove and wise as a serpent. And stop believing that the government will protect you. Because that's what the Israelis believed. The government will protect us. And if you don't believe this is Islam, you have the one from New, uh, Australia, from, um, where's that headline, please, Drive from uh, New Zealand that I sent you? Uh, right here. Look at this. Here, here is, in, this is Australia, sorry, this is Sydney, downtown Sydney, right? Palestinians gather, big, huge protest, pro-Palestine, right? And what are they shouting? F the Jews and gas the Jews in front of Sydney's Opera House. Because Islam and those who follow this demonic ideology are showing their true colors. When this happens, they show their true colors. Whether it's in Miami or New York or Los Angeles or whether it's in Sydney or in Europe, Muslims, the mosques, they're celebrating. And they will celebrate just like they did after 9-11 when they killed 3,000, when 3,000 Americans were just on that day alone were, were killed, let alone the thousands of soldiers that we sent in to try to rescue Afghanistan, thinking that we can change them and quote-unquote build democracy and nation-build, all these neocons. This is the cesspool that is in our Congress. Can you bring up the Rashida Taleb one there? The two, please dry up. Uh, this is Rashida Taleb on the left, the Michigan Congresswoman who is a quote-unquote Palestinian, and Cori Bush on the right, the so-called squad, coming out and attacking the Israeli government as apartheid and saying that you're responsible for your own suffering. This is the filth that is in our Congress. Rashida Taleb was the same one who draped herself in the Palestinian flag on the night she was elected to Congress and then put her hand on a Quran, on the Quran, and took her oath of office, not on the Bible. Then we have filth from Minneapolis, 5th Congressional District, Ilhan Omar, if you can bring this up, who is now calling Israel's response to the brutal attack of the Islamic jihadists as war crimes. That these are war crimes in the fact that they're bombing the living daylights out of Gaza. When Men, women, and children were celebrating and spit, spitting on the, on the dead bodies of Israelis. 
and you want to give equivocation, you want to say, oh, both are equal? War is war, folks. War is evil. War is bad. It's bad. There's nothing good about war. Nothing. But to equivocate. Muslims going in and beheading babies and beheading the elderly. 260 minimum killed at the Nova Freedom Festival. Okay, I get it. Oh, people look at that and say, well, yeah, man, there. look how secular, look how godless they are. The Muslims look at that and say, that's why they attacked that festival. They knew about that festival. They had intel about that festival. They knew it was a godless festival. It's a rave. It's a quote-unquote uh, freedom festival, but it's a godless festival. Many, many of the Jews in Israel are godless. They're secular. I, I'm not here defending the Israeli government or the Israeli lifestyle. But to equivocate what the people in Gaza voted for. They voted for Hamas. They vote for Fatah. They vote for the Palestinian Authority. They vote for this sickness. And then Biden sends, and as soon as he comes into office, he restores aid to Gaza, as if that's going to go for humanitarian, while the leaders of Hamas and Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad, they live lavishly in the best parts of Gaza on the border or on the beaches uh, of the Mediterranean. Listen, if you go further up the, uh, up the shore north of Tel Aviv, those houses are going for five, six, seven million dollars. You go further south in Gaza, they have built their houses in the nicest parts of Gaza. Yes, the people are suffering there because of the authorities that is over them. Is it brutal that Israel has cut off water and, and power? Yes, it's brutal. It's brutal, but they're, they're telling them get out because there's a land invasion coming. At some point, if you don't destroy your enemy, they're going to keep killing you. At some point, that person that keeps trying to break into your house, if you don't take them out, they're going to keep trying to break into your house and kill you. At what point do you say, well, the only option I have is I got to either it's me or them. And there'll be some will say, well, that's not Christ-like. Well, then you're not thinking as wise as a serpent. Jesus is returning as the conquering king. Blood dipped, right? His name written on him, dipped in blood. He's going to come and massacre the armies of the Antichrist. Every one of those. That's the Jesus that's returning, folks. He's not coming to pet everybody and rub their heads and give them a hug. Those who were beheading uh, believers, those who got, get saved in the tribulation, who then are slain and beheaded, as Revelation 14 says, because they will not take the mark of the beast. Those who do the bidding of the Antichrist and the beast system. Jesus isn't coming back to give them a hug. He's coming back to destroy them. Maybe even just by the, by, by the words coming out of his mouth, what appears to be like a sword. That's the conquering king. The suffering servant has already come. And for those who are open, yes, I, I'm praying 
that we that that there would be an open open hearts now both in Israel and among the Arabs who are quote unquote Palestinians there would be an open heart for the gospel that that individuals who are seekers of the truth would look at what's going on and say secular Judaism and the Jews that reject Jesus as the Messiah that's bad but also Islam, this sick, perverted, evil, demonic ideology, that's bad. And let me be a seeker of the truth. And the truth is that there is peace and love and hope and forgiveness in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm praying for. But you got to practically prepare because these same elements are going to come across our border. Let's go to the article, Gateway Pundit. There's been no formal attempt to talk to us. Families of U.S. Uh, hostages. Do you have that one there? No, you don't have that one. That's okay. There's been no formal attempt to talk to us. Families of U.S. hostages by Hamas say Biden admin has not contacted them since Saturday's massacre. What a surprise. What a surprise. Meanwhile, let's protect the protesters in New York and Miami and, and across the world that want to have these pro-Hamas rallies saying death to Israel, gas to Jews. Remember Kaibar? They'll say, remember Kaibar? What is Kaibar? That was when Muhammad went to Yathrib. That was a Jewish community after he immigrated from Mecca and became a warlord. And according to uh, Sirah Rasul, he murdered six to 900 Jews and beheaded them in Kaibar. So when they shout, hey Jews, remember Kaibar. Remember the Banu Karaizai. They're saying, we're going to behead you. We're going to kill you. These are Muslims in America, folks. These are Muslims that we have brought in through refugee resettlement and through asylum seekers and immigration that are not assimilating. These are Muslims that are just waiting I'm not saying all. And so if you love them, you better evangelize them now. That's my message to the ignorant Christians in Minnesota and, and Michigan. If you love them, you interfaithers, if you love them, evangelize them now. Because once they get the upper hand, they will implement their agenda to either subjugate us to Islam, make us second class citizens, or they will kill us. So, um, this is what we're facing, folks. This is what we're facing. And why do I think that this, uh, these atrocities uh, are going to come to America? Because, as I said on Saturday and Sunday on, on the other shows, I'll say it here again. We have, we, we've had intelligence for years that Hezbollah... The Iranian proxy has been working in South America, Central America, particularly with Venezuela and Colombia. These, many of them are Arab Muslims. They're not even Iranian. The Iranians will use the Arab Muslim, just like you see in the videos, that many members of Hamas are not even Arabs. They're African Muslims. They use these, these 
uh, proxies. These are freedom. These are jihadists. They're freedom fighters. They're promised money. They're promised you can go rape the women you conquer. Bring that image up dry of the, of the beautiful young women. These, look at this. These are all the beautiful young women that are missing from that love festival or freedom festival, whatever it was. And yes, they're, they're, many of them are secular and, and so forth and so on. But does that, does that invalidate their, their worth and their value? Should they be raped and murdered and beheaded? And here is another image, go to the other one please, of the ones who, these are just some of, of, of the ones who've already been killed. 108 in the kibbutz, 260 uh, at the festival, going across these, these, these border towns. And the reason I'm saying, number one, that there's a stand down is because just like here in America, where I was covering this last night, uh, where, um, uh, let, me, let me go to this real quick from, last, from uh, our meeting last night, that... Um, um, Give me just one second here. Um, oh, the border. I was talking about the border. Shocking. Here's a, a Daily Mail. This is not even in the American media. This is UK media. Shocking moment where Border Patrol agents are cutting through razor wire at Eagles Pass, allowing migrants to enter the U.S. after Texas Governor Abbott declared an invasion and reinstalled them. So you have the Biden administration giving stand-down orders to their border patrol or cut down the fences, let them in. Let them in. So we've known of the relationship between Iran and, and Venezuela and Colombia coming through the, working with the Mexican cartels. We've seen evidence of the Mexican cartels with prayer rugs. We, we've seen evidence of the Mexican cartel again beheading their people. Where do they learn that from? Who's the number one beheader of people in the world? That's Islam. They've been doing it for 1,400 years. It is directly commanded. Strike the necks in Surah uh, chapter 47, I believe. Strike the necks of the unbelievers. Wherever you find them. That doesn't mean give them a karate chop. Um, we know that there are Hezbollah cells in America, hundreds, verified years ago. We know that the recent slew of Venezuelans that came across the border, many of them, that the majority of them that are uh, military-aged men were Iranian proxies. We know about the the at least 1,800 Chinese nationals that are coming across the border that are in America. And these are just the ones across the border. Not, a, not, not only the ones that have been brought in through refugee resettlement, the Afghanis, the Syrians, the uh, Somalis, the Arabs, the Bosnians, all these Muslims brought into America. And what do we have? The Islamic call of prayer in Minneapolis, the Islamic call of prayer in New York. We're giving them carte blanche access when they're waiting for the moment that they get the upper hand to subjugate us or to fight us and kill us. There's no doubt in my mind that there's an imminent attack or, or attacks that are going to be on American soil because they're not, in, they're not going to invade. They've already invaded. They're already here. They're already in this nation.
and um, we're letting them in. Let me go over, because I mentioned to, to some folks that I would, I would cover this today. Dry, let's bring up uh, the thing about the biblical Zionism, because I, I want to clarify this again. I mentioned at the beginning, uh, if you can bring up that slide, please. Um, why am I, as an Iranian, as a Persian Christian, why do I support the Jewish people and, uh, and, and their right to the land? And why do I call myself a biblical Zionist? Why would I even do that? So just for the last few minutes, I, I want to cover this because, okay, so global Zionism is the conspiracy theory or the theory that, uh, go ahead and come back to me, please, if you can, Dry, that the globalists were behind making Israel a nation, that, you know, you had the League of Nations, you had the United Nations, and that uh, the Balfour Declaration, all these things that led up to uh, this globalist agenda to bring the Jews back into the land, and uh, the globalists did this. This is all a globalist, Zion, because many of the globalists are Zionists, like Soros, uh, right? He's a Jew, so therefore, bingo bongo, um, all Jews are Zion, global Zionists. Well, there may be an element uh, that the globalists you know, we're behind this agenda. But do you as a Christian believe in the sovereignty of, of our God or not? Because if you believe in the sovereignty of our God, number one, you understand that God allows. This will not happen unless God allows. And so God allowed Israel to become a nation again. He allowed it. Number two, if you follow Bible prophecy, if you actually follow Bible prophecy and don't believe the foolish rhetoric that, oh, it was fulfilled back in AD 70, because those that are post-millennial and believe that the world is going to become better and more Christianized, you got some explaining to do. Because reality isn't checking in with, with that belief system. And I, and I have friends that are post-millennial in that camp. And I honor their fight for righteousness and standing against evil in our culture. But theologically, they're confused. Because the Bible predicted that, God, that Israel would once again become a nation. The Ezekiel 37 dry bones. That is about, what is that prophecy about? That the bones that are scattered will again come and sinew and tendons, the muscles will connect. That's a prophecy. That is an imagery of the rebirth of a nation again. That has happened. That happened. Whether you believe it was 1948 or 1967, as I hold to, when they actually captured Jerusalem, whatever the timing, because those who say 1948, oh, that was the Zionist globalist. That's what they did. Okay, fine. Forget that. 1967. God allowed them to recapture Jerusalem. God allowed them to have victory supernaturally. God allowed them to take control of Zion that is mentioned 150 times in the Bible. The city of Jerusalem is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible, not once in the Quran. And the word Zion, referring to Jerusalem, is mentioned 150 times. 150 times. Daniel 9 says that God is not done dealing with the, your holy city, Jerusalem, Zion, and your people. Daniel Therefore, God is not done dealing with Jerusalem. God is not done dealing with the Jewish people. The Jewish people are not the church. The church is not the Jewish people. There's a different plan than different dispensation. Now, that does not mean, as some pastors are saying online, oh, that if you believe that, you believe in what's called dual covenant theology. Dual covenant theology means that there's a different salvation 
model for the Jews than there is for the Gentiles. No, that is not what I believe and that is not what we're saying. We believe in one covenant, the new covenant, for everybody. Before Christ came, there was a different salvation plan for the Jews. They had to believe in the God of the Bible and in the coming of the Messiah to be saved. After Christ, after Jesus has come as the Messiah, there's but one way to be saved. That's why Jews need to become Messianic Jews and believe in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, to be saved. I'm not saying there's two covenants and I'm not saying there's two paths of salvation. There's but one. But you can believe that there's only a single path and a new covenant and at the same time, also believe that God is not done dealing with Israel because there's a different dispensation with Israel. He hasn't finished dealing with the Jewish people yet. There is chosen people. And the covenant of Abraham is not contradicting the covenant of the new, or the new covenant. It doesn't contradict it. So I am biblically supporting Zion. I biblically support Jerusalem because Jerusalem is God's holy city. It doesn't belong to the Muslims. Certainly doesn't belong to the Muslims. It doesn't belong to the Christians. It doesn't even belong to the Jews. It belongs to God. It is Yahweh's holy city. It is where Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, is going to step foot on when he returns after the seven-year tribulation and he's going to establish his, his millennial thousand-year literal kingdom in Jerusalem. By the way, when was that fulfilled? When was that fulfilled? Preteris. So Jerusalem is God. So why am I a biblical Zionist? Because I believe that there are outstanding prophecies that God prophesied that the Jews scattered would come back. The dry bones would, 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 would take form and shape. Now the second part of Ezekiel 37 says that then God gives breath to the bones. In my opinion, that hasn't happened yet. That's going to happen at the end of the tribulation because breath means now you have the Holy Spirit in you. That means they, they, they're now saved. So whatever Jews will be left at the end of the tribulation, which is going to be bloody and, 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 and messy and, and evil and corrupt and, and great deception, whatever Jews are saved throughout the tribulation and the end of the tribulation, they're going to call on Yeshua HaMashiach. They're going to call on Jesus the Christ. They're going to finally acknowledge that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah after they were deceived by the Antichrist. They're going to do that, and that's, in my opinion, the fulfillment of the second half of Ezekiel 37 dry bones, where now breath comes into them. So first half, the bones stand up. They have tendons and muscles and ligaments. Okay, that's the Jews back in the land. That's prophecy fulfilled. That's why they have a right to the land. Why am I a biblical Zionist? Because the Bible has said God's going to bring them back into the land and make them a nation again. They have to be a nation again before they're attacked. There's got to be a rebuilding of the third temple before the Antichrist can come. All these things must happen before the Lord returns. So why am I a biblical Zionist? Because all these things the Bible has predicted, it has not happened yet. Some are happening, some are yet to happen. The land covenant that I covered Sunday night, go to my Facebook page, you can watch the video of our Sunday night house church service. I covered, I talked about the land covenant of Genesis 15. The land, there's three parts of the Abrahamic covenant. The nation promise, the seed promise, and the land promise. The, the nation promise was fulfilled first. The seed promise was fulfilled, of course, that's the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. The land covenant, very specific from the river Euphrates to the, to, the, to the river Egypt. 
That swath of land has never, ever, 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 ever. Don't tell me it happened in Joshua 24, pastors. It never was fulfilled. You can't show me anywhere with an archaeological evidence that the Jews ever occupied, even during the time of Joshua, ever occupied that much land. It is a future prophecy. It is yet to be fulfilled. And when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom on earth out of Jerusalem, he will then divide the land up. He will then apportion the land according to his promises because the land covenant is a future promise that is yet to come. That's what a biblical Zionist means. A biblical Zionist does not mean that I support secular Jews, liberal Jews who are uh, deceived. A biblical Zionist does not mean that I blanketly support the government of Israel. A biblical Zionist means that I stand on the word of God, I'm bound by scripture, believing that it is absolutely God's will and his plans that the Jews return to the land and occupy the land. The land blooms. It flourishes. Now remember, Jerusalem, Ezekiel 13, Jerusalem is still a massive stumbling block. It is still a massive albatross for the world because God's not done with it yet. He hasn't conquered Jerusalem yet. Zion has yet to be conquered because it will not be conquered until he steps foot on it and destroys the armies of the Antichrist and the beast and the serpent. Throws the first beast and the second beast into the pit for eternity, takes the dragon, binds them for a thousand years. And even if you don't believe in the literal thousand year reign, you've got to believe that when Jesus returns, He's going to come back to Jerusalem. He will then rule and reign from Jerusalem. Whether you believe it's a thousand years or some different time frame or for eternity, he's going to reign. The new heavens and the new earth is going to come down where? Where is the new heaven and new earth going to come down? Upon Jerusalem. God marked that city. It is his holy city. And that's what biblical Zionism means. So biblical Zionism means you understand the land does not belong to anybody else. There's a, there's a battle for it. They're going to fight for it. The Muslims declare that it's theirs. As I said before, nowhere in the Quran does it mention the city of Jerusalem, not one time. It was conquered. Sometimes they call it, call it Al-Quds. It was conquered, but it doesn't belong to them. It's not in their scriptures. The Holy Land belongs to the Jewish people. And even though some will say, well, the maps used to call it Palestine, that was because the, the, the Romans called it Palestine, Philistine, as a derogatory term to the Jews. They had subjugated the Jews during the time of Jesus, and they were giving it a derogatory terminology, Philistine or Palestine. That's why it's on maps. But if you go before that, if you go back to the Genesis uh, Abrahamic covenant, land covenant, God promised that land to the tribes of Israel. God promised a Ishmael land to the east. God took care of Ishmael, even though there was that Genesis 16 strife. God takes care of them, but he gives them land to the far east. But the land of Israel, now I'm not talking about modern day Israel, from the river Euphrates to the river Egypt, will be given to them. And so they have a right to be in the land. It's God's timing. It's God's will. 
in fulfillment of prophecy. Yes, they're going to be deceived. Yes, they reject the Messiah. That has nothing to do with the unconditional promise of God. If the Abrahamic covenant is, is a forever covenant, it means a forever covenant. Because the Abrahamic covenant, the seed covenant of the Abrahamic covenant is what led to the new covenant. If there was no seed promise in the Messiah, there'd be no new covenant, folks. So aren't you glad that the new covenant is eternal? Would you like God to break the new covenant? Those who say that, that, that the Abrahamic covenant is no longer in effect because the Jews broke the promises to God, well then therefore, if we break our promises to God ever in our walk with Christ, does that mean that God takes away our new covenant promises? No, the new covenant is eternal. Aren't you glad the new covenant is eternal? Therefore, God, when he says that it is a forever covenant, then it means it's a forever covenant. Because God will restore Israel as a nation forever. God will restore uh, Zion to his city forever. God will give that land for his inheritance forever. And God has brought about the seed promise and the Messiah forever, once and for all. And so biblical Zionism is standing on all those things. So I'm proudly a biblical, as a Iranian born Christian, as a Persian, that the, my government, my, the, the government of my birth country wants to annihilate the Jews and annihilate Israel because Islam is the most anti-Semitic ideology on the planet. As a Iranian Persian Christian, I proudly stand as a biblical Zionist because I stand on the word of God. I'm bound by the word of God and I'm bound to pray for the Jewish people to come to know their Messiah, to come to repent, to come to turn, to Yeshua, I'm bound, and I pray you will be too. I pray you will not think about, oh, we're taking sides between the Jews and the Palestinians. Nope. No, you're standing on the side of God. You're standing on the side of the Word, and that's what it means to be a Zionist biblically. Not globally, but all of this conspiracy theories Go to the Word of God. There's no doubt that Satan hates the, God's people. Satan hates Jews. Satan hates Christians. There's no doubt. The Bible is clear. And the corruption in the heart of man, as I covered in Mark chapter 7, is why when, they are, uh, when all of these jihadists are exposed to the ideology of Islam, when they don't have the truth in their hearts, then they're susceptible to this demonic spirit that comes within them, this antichrist spirit, and that's why they have bloodlust. That's why they go and they murder, rape, behead even babies. Even babies. So America, wake up. Church, wake up. Understand, this is coming to, this is already on American soil. We've been warning about this on American soil. Soil. There have been Americans beheaded here in America at the hands of Muslims. There's been... Um, um, the rape culture is here just as it is in, in, in Norway and Sweden and Germany because of the failed policies of allowing all these unvetted Muslim refugees to come in. They will not assimilate. They will set up their own enclaves. They will set up their own system to get to the upper house of Islam. Remember the two houses of Islam. So I got to go. We're way over time today. Um, I am so fired up, folks. I am so fired up.
and I'm so sickened by the lack of clarity and wisdom in the body of Christ. And so, um, thank you guys for being with us today. Um, check out our events calendar on our website. Let's go to that just really quick, Dry. Uh, I'm going to be coming to Western Washington in November, middle of November. Uh, so please check out our events calendar. We'll get those posted here in the next few days. So those of you in the Western Washington area, go ahead and come back to me, please. Um, know that um, Dryas not on me yet. Uh, know that um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll update those. Um, if you want to support our ministry, I don't, I don't want to take any too much time, but just, just do the, let's do the, just the one image. Please go to our, 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 our website, tillministry.com slash donate. Uh, please prayerfully consider uh, supporting our ministry, keeping us going, keeping these messages going. We're going to be truth tellers, folks. I've committed to, you, to that. We're going to be truth tellers no matter what. And um, so please um, keep us going. Keep us going. Uh, we have filth in our nation. We have enemies within, within our borders. And appeasement doesn't work with them. Uh, either we evangelize them to change their hearts or um, we're going to have these battles on our hands. And that's why last night we were saying that you need to be able to, 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 to gear up right now and be able to prepare your to be able to be prepared to defend your home and defend your community defend your church because the government won't do it the government of israel is corrupt the government of america is corrupt and, and all these islamic governments are of course corrupt but uh the truth has got to come out just like about 9 11 the truth has got to come out about the stand down here if israelis are calling this their 9 11 or their pearl harbor the truth has got to come out because this is not a failure. This is not an oops moment. This was, uh, there were elements that knew and allowed this to happen because now they want um, greater. By the way, uh, I forgot one quick article, Dry. Do you have that one about the, uh, the, 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 the weapons? This is what America needs. Do you have that one about uh, Israeli Ministry of National Security? Um, keep going. Uh, right there, right there. Bring that up real quick. Final one. Hey, this is what should be happening in America, right? Is Israeli Ministry of National Security axes gun control measures, implements plan to distribute firearms to public for security of nation. That's what should have happened because Israel has one of the worst uh, laws for allowing their citizens, or had one of the worst laws for allowing their citizens to be able to conceal carry or carry. Uh, they're, they're dependent on either if you're in the reserve, in the IDF, or if you're in the military, if you're police. Um, and, and look what happened. They're going door to door killing people. They couldn't defend themselves. So that should be the policy for America, folks. That's why we should never allow ourselves to be disarmed. Don't let yourself be disarmed, period, 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 because that's what is needed. You know what's going to be the solution for all these uh, invading armies into America, all these illegals coming in from multiple terrorist nations and, and, and countries that hate us? Americans need to get armed and be ready to defend their communities, defend their homes, defend their families, defend their churches. It's on us. This government won't do it. As a former police officer, yes, there's some decent people here and there, but the government of this nation is corrupt to the core. They won't do it. They will give down, they will give stand down orders just like Israel, some, somebody in Israel did. But I'm not saying he's Netanyahu, I don't know, but somebody did. And just like they're doing it here. And we know it's coming from the Obiden administration. Pure evil. 
pure evil. Please be praying for Israel again. Please be praying for the Jewish people. Please be praying for protection and pray that their hearts would turn to their Messiah, the true Messiah. And pray for this nation that we would repent and we would turn to the God of this nation, the God who, who helped found this nation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Please pray. Please share this message. Go to rumble.com slash Share this link. We'll see you Thursday night with more updates from what's going on in Israel and other breaking news from a biblical perspective. Pastor Sharam Hadian, God bless you guys.